Welcome to the first 2023 series from the West Coast Infidels, which is predictably going to be about the upcoming Border Gavaskar Trophy. Over the course of the next five weeks, we will have five episodes to cover the series, the previews, the reviews, the postmortems, the lamenting, all will be there. The episode will be published before each of the tests and one at the end of the series. Ram will kick off this episode with a little trip down memory lane, back to when not doing homework got you into trouble, and about a fledging leggy who never ended up fulfilling that pr- promise. Ram, all yours. Let's talk about 2013 and 2017. One, of course, was more than a decade ago and the one more recent. But you will all remember these two series as much as the cricket was interesting. You know, so were all the off-field events. I mean, if you remember, there was Homer Gate in 2013 and then there was DRS Gate in 2017. Some people also refer to it as the Brain Fade Gate. That's, you know, a better way to remember it. From a cricketing perspective, at least in 2013, I have some memories of what was going on. It's been a while. There was a Dhawan debuted 100 at Mohali that turned out to be the fastest 100 on debut. He was on song, played beautifully, had Murli Vijay for company at the other end, and they just raked up the run. This Mohali test, by the way, should not be confused with the with an earlier Mohali test also starring Australia and India where uh, if you remember VVS Lakshman had Ishan Sharma and uh, Pragyan Oja for company at something like 125 for 8 or something like that and then between the last two wickets they added almost 80-90 runs and finally one that came <clears throat> our uh, you know fledging Leggy actually showed up in that game as a substitute fielder uh, tried to run out Pragyan Oja missed the stumps Gave away four overthrows and then history sort of happened. But anyway, the other thing, that was back to 2013. There was Dhoni double at Chennai. Huge double under the only time he made one. He had a century plus partnership, almost 150 runs that he added with Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, who made about 30 or so. Very one-sided game. India pulverized Australia in that game. There was another test match in Hyderabad where Australia was batting first and Michael Clark, in all his wisdom, decided to declare at the end of the day with about five overs remaining after getting to 230-ish for nine wickets. I mean, he basically assumed that it would be better to have five overs to bowl at India and then try and take advantage. But India ended up scoring, I think, 600 in that in that. So that, uh, I think those were some of my memories. Ashwin arrived as a grade of the game, uh, 29 wickets at 20 with an SR of 49. Wonderful figures. He had Jadeja for company who was very, very close, 24 wickets, even better average of 17, SR of 48. And then, of course, Harbhajan Singh, unfortunately, had to make way. He played two tests, did nothing of note, picked about three or four wickets from memory and uh, was dropped in favor, I think, of Pragyan Oja, who played the last two tests. So that pretty much, I think, ended my memories of 2013. Yeah, For me, 2013 was a little different from what you, in the sense, it was a typical subcontinent test series. The games are tight in the beginning. The visitors often put a little bit of pressure and then the game moves fast and we establish a stranglehold. In Chennai, they scored some 300 plus. Again, there was a declaration actually. And we were actually struggling along a little bit. And then Dhoni just exploded in the company of Bhuvaneshwar. And what would have been a small lead of say 50, 60 or 100 runs became a 200 run lead. And after that, we closed the game. And in fact, several of the games went that way. Then there was an early, what do you call, tight contest. And then at some point of time, the Indian team says, enough is enough. 
and boom, the game is closed. So that was a standard pattern, very typical to all these subcontinent games. The slow strangle in the beginning, and then once the rope, the garrote is fixed, one pull, and that is the end. So what we have to remember that MS Dhoni won eight consecutive tests against Australia at home. There were two when he was sharing the captaincy with Kumble. Then there were two, including the game that you mentioned where Lakshman took us home in Mohali. And then there were four in 2013. Vijay, what do you remember of that series? Yeah, 2013, you know, almost a decade ago. But for me, 2013 was about some of the people who kind of lost their way in that series. Even when India was winning, this to me was the beginning of the end of Hero's career. He Mm. actually never got a proper farewell. Uh, And uh, I think this series, he had not yet sorted out the fact that his uh, vision was fading. He actually needed prescription glasses. And uh, to me, at that time, it was astonishing that going into a test series having i mean he must have been in the net facing his own bowlers how did they not catch the fact that his hand eye coordination is not there and he might need glasses like you know that, that was like a really <laughs> an eye opener for me but to kind of talk about this in viru's own terms like you know jab tak rahega samose mein aalu tab tak rahunga mai tere shalu and without hand eye coordination where, where is right <laughs> and and uh, his replacement actually turned out to be a blessing in this guys at least in mohali i think dawan mm-hmm. kind of just came in and uh, you know that that was like you know watching uh, i i really didn't know what i was watching like he was lacing it through all over the yes. park that game and looked like he will reach even a double century or triple century in record time <laughs> yeah musical <laughs> no, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. That, that was a very funny game actually australia put up a big score some 400 something big score and yeah. Davan and Vijay completely pulverized him. When more Davan, less Vijay. And by the end of that second day or third day or whatever, I mean, we had eaten up a lot of that 400 and something. Correct. And then Davan got out very early the next day. But Vijay cashed in, hit a big 170. Yeah. And then gradually we did the usual, let's take a small first innings lead. And then third innings, it was bye-bye. Exactly. Mitchell Stark, I'm looking at the scorecard, this I wouldn't have remembered, scored 99 in that game. Ah, yes. yeah, that's right. That is that's that right. game. And then, of course, we, we had a very, very small lead of about 90 runs in that game, courtesy of Vijay and Davan. Yeah, and Davan probably got injured and didn't play the last game. So, <laughs> but Actually, he didn't play. After he got out, he got injured in the field while in the first innings. Yeah. And then he never even appeared for the rest of the game. So, yeah. <laughs> and then and then the Indian selectors didn't even bother with an opener. They just said, Pujara, you go with Pujara. Open. Open. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this was also Ajinkya Rani's debut thing. series, right? Exactly. Mm. In Probably. In Delhi. Yes, in Delhi, the last yes, game. Yes. He's for the longest time, this was his only domestic series, I think. Yes, he for a really long overseas, time. But yeah. not, yeah, 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 you're right. True, true. That is true. The one thing I did, I went and looked at the India A squad for that series. Typically, you look at India A as, you know, the incumbents for the national team. It had some interesting, I'll quickly go through the 11. So, the captain was Gautam Gambhir. (laughs) He was on his way out. The other opener was one Jeevan Jyot Singh for the life of me. I can't remember this guy. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Jeevan Jyot Singh is still around. Uh, Is that right? Okay. The one drop was one Mr. Rohit Sharma. 
Wow. <laughs> Played a 77 with a strike rate of 53. That was, I think, vintage Rohit Sharma. Unbelievable. The mainstay batting at number 4, Manoj Tiwari. And he top scored with 129. This was played in Chennai. Then Abhishek Nair. More IPL than anything else, I think. Then Chidambaram Gautam was the wicketkeeper. Karnataka. Yeah. Uh, Jalat Saxena. Yeah, ah. Jalat Saxena. I think I was in and out in the selection at the time. I don't recall this guy who came in after him. And the one and only Goni. Oh, yeah. And double Karni. <laughs> CSK, yes. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> these guys had more IPL life than in the big stage. Why am I calling this the big stage? That is a huge stage. This is just the big <laughs> stage. <laughs> so, yeah, I just did that. And yeah, the India A squad was trash. <laughs> but they still held the Aussie. So, that was like signs of things to come. That that poor team was able to hold off this Australian team. These were the days when the Australians uh, believed in playing tour games, unlike these days. <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> yeah. that's true. true. For Australia, I just remember that Pantinson did well yes. in parts. As like he, he was kind of really like in that Jason Gillespie mold. He was running hard day in and day out for them. And Henry K was kind of doing the job of vintage green, you can call it, a vintage Cameron green. (laughs) So those are my memories of Yeah, closer to Rishi Dhawan than anything else, but still. (laughs) Yeah. But but he did back well in Chennai, if I remember right. He did, he did. Fantastic. So that's 2013. Lovely. Nice nostalgic trip there. Oh, we forget the homework gate. Remember? Oh, yeah. Five guys were... (laughs) Suspended because they didn't finish their homework. Correct. James Pattinson was one of them, by the way. Usman Khawaja was another. And Usman Khawaja. And then Shane Watson was. And typically, Shane Watson went and told his dad. His dad got very upset with Principal Mickey Arthur. (laughs) And then asked him to come back. And there was this whole drama. And the best part is, the next test, the captain was Shane Watson. Watson. Correct. (laughs) After all this. The joke at the time was, it's elementary Watson. (laughs) (laughs) That is basically 2013. 2017, which is in more recent memory, was a much closer series. It ended 2-1 in favor of India. To me, the cracker of a game was the one in Bangalore. There was this very interesting Ashwin interviewing Pujara. This came out in the middle of the pandemic when Ashwin was beginning to doing all these interviews with his fellow players and stuff where they dedicated an entire section to just discuss this one test. And for good reason, because again, very close game. India had conceded a lead, almost 100 runs a lead. In the first innings, India was all out for 105 after winning the toss. KL Rahul made 65. The rest of the put together made 40 runs. How can we associate with these sort of things in 2023? And then, of course, uh, you know, conceded a lead. And then I think on the fourth day, somehow Pujara and Rahane pulled things back. They got things to about 230, 240 for five or something to that effect. So, you know, 300 look good and a possible 200 plus target for Australia look good. But all of that didn't happen. I mean, suddenly they were all all out and then Australia was set a target of 185. I mean, they were making a extremely good progress and suddenly out of the blue, Umesh Adav comes in and takes two wickets, both LBWs, one of them leading to DRS gate because Steve Smith suddenly thought he was the umpire and went upstairs to ask what happened. That didn't land well with any of our chaps. And then, of course, right after those two win breaks from Umesh Adav, Ashwin simply crushed. I mean, he just ran through the rest of the people. Six for uh, 
and, and uh, Australia all out for less less than 120 130 something like that cracker of a game that one i remember was it 2017 was a much tougher series i think australia came better prepared the first test was a disaster at pune again we scored 105 107 this guy called stephen o'keefe who probably took more wickets in that one match than he did in his entire career okay. <laughs> he just routed the indian batting it was terrible it was an absolute bunsen and steve smith showed how to play spin and we had all our guys it's not like we were short on players it was very ironic to me because the curator of the ground at that time was this guy called pandurang salgaonkar mm. and back in the 70s he was india's fastest bowler i have seen him bowl in sri lanka many many years ago i know i'm dating myself but still i mean he was super quick much 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 quicker than the likes of madanlal and everybody else but guess he didn't have the necessary support to get selected for the england tour that terrible england tour that followed remember that 03 uh, under mm-hmm. madekar's captaincy the second test as you say it is a cracker it is a fantastic game remember one very distinct wicket or dismissal ashwin bowling to warner and getting him lbw mm. now what was interesting here is both the impact and the ball hitting the stumps were umpire call so that was like super close <clears throat> Ashwin was absolutely brilliant. I still remember one return catch of somebody he took like That was the last wicket. Some yeah, somebody just laced it back him and boom, gone, finished. And uh, of course, Peter Hans comes suggesting to Steve Smith that <laughs> hey, let's go and look at the videos before <laughs> calling the DRS. First we had uh, Kohli uh, blow a gasket and then then the umpire Long, Michael Long, whatever Nigel his name Long. is. Nigel Long. He said nothing doing, you're not going to do any of that stuff. In fact, that series Steve Smith was caught also swearing at vijay calling him a cheat and all that stuff for one low catch that i mean vijay took the catch and went and then the replay said said not out and then they went back out into the field i think it was probably at ranchi but that series was very tight it was very typical like the england series in 2016 that lower middle order of saha jadeja and ashwin just again and again just drowned the australians by extending the innings by a good 100 150 200 runs at times built out the leads and then comes the third innings and ashwin and jadeja just like run amok but the first game was badly lost the second game could have gone australia's way very easily very easily yep very easily and i still believe that umesh getting steve smith was the turning point turning point yeah in ranchi our bowlers failed to close out the australians on a final day they had some 88 overs to get eight wickets mm. on a track that was giving a little bit of help they didn't in dharamsala i know yes kuldeep bowled beautifully he made the first inroads but it was actually some action later largely with the spinners who took down australia in the third inning to set up an easy chase in the fourth correct so that was very very tight So in my mind that was a very poor series from India. Rahul was the only guy who batted well. Pujara had a couple of good knocks. Correct. And some like the some of the other batters like Karun Nair, Virat Kohli were absolutely pathetic. They were averaging 10. Thankfully the two senior spinners and Shadav made sure that we remained in the hunt. 
otherwise this could easily have been a 03 or a 0 or 12 series yeah things that stand out for me from 2017 is obviously the ishan sharma googly eyes thing at smith oh my god i was scared stiff looking at it it kept coming back as a nightmare to me till date i am not entirely clear what he was trying to do and you guys can correct me i think this was around the time that whole intent thing started happening in the indian camp quite a bit and they they started commenting about pujara's strike rate these were all kind of background mm. noise that was going on and i think this poor amiable lad ishan sharma he is actually not that aggressive on the field from what i know so he was trying to kind of keep up with the joneses there and write something anyway cringeworthy and then for me the other thing that stands out is the darren test which could have easily been sharam for us had we lost it we haven't had i mean in, in the years and years of test cricket we have not had that many chinaman bowlers if you yeah. think about it and i remember even at the time uh, i was trying to go back and see who has been the most chinaman bowler in test cricket before kuldeep and it turns out wait for it none other than michael bevan oh. michael bevan was <laughs> the the one or two series against the west indies where his spin was called upon by steve waugh and uh, should have been okay. ponting. maybe ponting yeah so that was like and even after that right we have you, we haven't had many chinaman bowlers come in either so kuldeep is in sort of a world of his own often times the selectors also let him be in his own world so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a different one obviously yeah. <laughs> in a different <laughs> so 2017 those are my so i'll do that quick exercise of looking at the india a team for 2017 as well this looks for much better read than 2013 away with a few surprises So the openers for where ah, and Anchal uh, Pink Anchal of course, Anchel, of course. Uh, been in the reckoning for about 5 years yeah, so, at least now so he's been the A team forever Pretty sure that in the 2027 series again he'll be talking about Priyank Panchal. He will be the captain of India. Poor chap. I did not know he played the A even back in 2017. So I mean we just talks about selection process right and then you grab the opportunity with both hands at number 3 Shreyas Iyer scored a double century mm. not out mm. on top of that the number 4 was one Ankit Bhavne Maharashtra oh, sure, uh, interesting the, Maharashtra, Maharashtra very prolific yeah. scorer domestics yeah didn't do much in this game the captain was Hardik Hardik Pandya Interesting. Uh, I, I I actually thought this whole T20 thing was his very first time at captains at any level, but looks like they he has been given opportunities before. <laughs> actually, even, I don't think even he remembers because he said that when he started cap- captaining Gujarat Titans, he says the first time I captained any team. Yeah, he said I hit Baroda at 115 okay. or something like that. <laughs> but chances are he was just uh, namesake captain. He didn't do much <laughs> possible in this game, so he doesn't remember it. Number six was Rishabh Pant, and number seven was Ishan Kishan. so they they were like the, the idea of playing all your wicket keepers or none of them kind of started here i think <laughs> correct uh then krishnapa gautam uh, scored yeah, 74 yeah. of 68 from the number 8 slot perennial mr shabaz nadeem one ah. of dinda and dinda associated dinda <laughs> oh <laughs> and that number 11 promising mr navdeep saini wow. so some of them are still promising saini of course was our top promising <laughs> yeah. yeah i know <laughs> he did show some promise as the understudy of the understudy of the understudy in the gawa <laughs> game 
in the in the last bg bg yeah resulting in his uh, understudy making it to the team right there you go yeah <laughs> wow what a team and some of them have made the ranks so i think our selection process kind of started working in this point it looks like for australia i think it's more like they, there are some warning signs steve o'keefe was among the wickets not yeah. not as bad as we made him out to be but he did take three wickets but their bowling order was jackson bird mitchell marsh nathan lyon steve o'keefe and glen maxwell so they did not Mac- take this game uh, right he was there <laughs> so speaking of steve o'keefe i read this very interesting article australian perhaps involving our friend shridharan shriram who i think is the fielding coach or assistant coach something like that he was he was a spin bowling coach for a long time for australia for right time, yeah. and Apparently, it was Sridharam's job to figure out a way to make Stephen O'Keefe effective in that Pune test. And just before lunch, and he says this as part of that interview, just before lunch, you know, Steve O'Keefe comes to bowl and he gets hit around. He was people were milking him at four plus, and then the lunch break comes in, and Stephen O'Keefe rushes to Sridhar and Sridharam and says, "What's going on, dude? This is going to be a disaster." So immediately, they they both decide to let go the whole lunch break. rush to nets where shridharan shriram helps him work out where to pitch the ball at what pace and at from what angle they do a like a 30 minute session where it's a combination of some gyan and some demo and then then the lunch break is over steven o'keefe comes back to ball and then whatever that session did he picked up six wickets wow Wow, six for thirty-five in both innings. And so, it, it, and Shriram basically says that look, I mean, the Indians were handling him so comfortably before lunch, and that was all a function of the fact that Stephen didn't know how to bowl or what to bowl. It's a very interesting read. I'll I'll see if I can find a link and share. Two things: one, Shridhar and Shriram can afford to miss lunch. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> second thing he he's with bangladesh these days right oh, he part he? of their coaching squad he, i think so actually he was there just for the world cup just the world cup okay yeah just a side note in our youth cricket situation there there are kids who try to be the teacher's pet i'm trying to make a point here i'll come to the point eventually <laughs> so these kids you'll find them either in the nets or at the game staying very close to the coach asking intelligent questions and if there is a group photo they'll be front and center all of those things <laughs> every time i see such a kid and i can tell you they'll be pretty much average on the field <laughs> every time i see such a kid i mutter under my breath there is another shridhar and shriram if you recall <laughs> when they started the national cricket academy he was a poster child you'll see all this his, he'll have this intent look standing next to oh. gavaskar and talking about stuff and uh, you know even in the ranji section he's he'll be the only guy who'll be tucking in his shirt so oh. i'm like you know <laughs> and the one chance he was in that infamous sharja one day international <laughs> where jay surya hit something like what uh, 180 or something like that and we got bundled out for less than 54 100. so <laughs> something like that and then finally we repaid the favor a few days ago right ah, the 300 yeah. plus run win I had to revisit that game for that, and of course, there he was in the middle order, Sridhar and Sridham. <laughs> I had no idea he actually even played so, for India. Wow! 
I think that was probably the one time he actually ah, played. Yeah. <laughs> so Sridharan Sriram has a good domestic record. Mm. Lots of hundreds. Yeah, yeah. 50 plus, plus average. Batting average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's taken wickets. Good player, but like many players in the domestic, they're all the what? Parthasarthi Sharmas. Parthasarthi Sharma of this of this generation. No, the yeah. point is the, these guys will make it and they have a cricketing career, right? He's now a coach here, a coach there. And mm-hmm. They have the Mula coming in and somewhere in the cracks you miss like really talented players. Mm-hmm. The selectors miss them, the local coaches miss them. They're not pushed in the way they should be. So that imbalance. So I, I personally have nothing against Sridhar and Shriram, but he has become my metaphor for people who get all the right push, Breaks. but they Correct. just don't take take it for. <laughs> no, but it's always a pattern for years. I mean, I've heard stories of Elsiva. Whenever you take four, there's some journalist who is very pro Elsiva. So four became five when the reporting happens. They used to ensure that these guys really got a big opportunity to play. 